Good evening. Very excited about being the penultimate speaker. I'd like to talk about Frederick Wood Jones. Frederick Wood Jones was an anatomist. There's probably not that many people these days that would call themselves foremost an anatomist, but he was very much an anatomist. And back in the 19th and 20th century, anatomy was a very, very proud academic thread that you could embrace and get involved in. Um, and Frederick Wood Jones was very much part of the academic establishment of the... Uh, the early 20th century. He was a, a, an English guy. He was educated in England and part of that, um, that sort of scene. But he came, he left his, his homeland at quite a young age um, and ended up going all over the place. He worked at the U University of Honolulu for a while. He ended up in Adelaide uh, in the 1920s. And from 1930 to 1937, he was the head of the anatomy department at the University of Melbourne. I don't want to go any further without you being able to picture what this guy... I want to, I want to paint a mental image of Frederick Wood Jones, because Frederick Wood Jones was a cool guy. He was a sort of a very unorthodox guy. So I, well, let's picture him as he was in the 1930s. There's this image that I found which um, sort of turned him from being an abstract kind of historical figure to being kind of like, you know, um, a spiritual life coach. So um, you've got a picture, sort of a middle-aged guy, very British-looking, kind of craggy face, but a glint in the eyes. He's wearing a, a thick leather jacket, tiny bit Indiana Jones, a hat on his head, a pipe in his mouth. He's staring at you like this and there is a ring-tailed possum on his arm. <laughs> and him and the ring-tailed possum look really nonchalant, like it's a very normal thing to do. That was Wood Jones, uh, a very unconventional guy. Um, so, <laughs> before, and if I can go on a little side note, the thing I love about that is that that wasn't a one-off. Um, I was looking through some uh, history book of the Faculty of Medicine at the University of Melbourne, uh, and it shows you know, pictures of the heads of department through the years, and, and you can see the pictures like, okay, boring old dude, boring old dude, ooh, boring old dude with a beard, boring old dude, Wood Jones, the image of him is not even kidding, it's a picture of him cavorting with a small penguin. <laughs> this is absolutely true. Um, so I'd like to think that they couldn't actually, they literally couldn't find any pictures of Wood Jones where he wasn't playing with adorable animals. There were sort of selection committees like, here's Wood Jones capering with an otter. Here he is high-fiving a wombat. Damn it, we're going to have to go with a penguin shot. Anyway, so what did he do when he wasn't hanging around with adorable animals and taking amusing photographs? He was an exceptional anatomist. He, was, uh, he had an incredible knowledge of anatomy, of, of the human body, of other animals' bodies. Um, he knew every bone, every muscle, every tendon, every joint, every, and every, you know, accommodate, uh, uh, every, um, you know, joint of the same kind in another animal. He had an incredible knowledge. Um, and I think, you know, when you are, when you, when you are, when someone who's is so unorthodox, you've got to know your stuff. It's no good, you know, being edgy and being wrong, you know, although he was that as well. But uh, he had, he had a, fa a fantastic uh, foundation of knowledge of human anatomy, which was very impressive to everyone who met him. Um, and it wasn't just about that academic knowledge as well. So we all know that just being a great academic or being a great researcher doesn't necessarily make you an amazing teacher or educator. But he was. Uh, he was an amazing educator. He was someone who inspired young people with a passion for what he did and for what he was interested in. Uh, and his students remember him very fondly and, and raved about you know, how great he was um, in his knowledge and passing it on to others. Um, and especially about his lecturing, you know, people said, oh my God, he's you know, so charismatic and so able to just, you know, um, you know held, held his, his students in rapt attention with his, 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 uh, his speaking. And not just uh, his students either, he was also someone who spoke uh, publicly as well. So Wood Jones was a great public speaker. He used to take that skill in lecturing 
and take it out into popular audiences. He would pack out uh, crowds just talking about anatomy and science and evolution. Um, and you could hear it. They, they would they broadcast them on the ABC. You could turn on the, the radio and listen to Wood Jones talking about this stuff back in those days. So, what controversial, unorthodox stuff was this guy talking about? One of the things that Wood Jones did, which was quite unusual, is that he, uh, he did not accept Darwinian evolution. He accepted evolution. He accepted that species gradually turn into other species, but he didn't accept Darwin's mechanism of natural selection. So this is, you know, he was, he was head of, of the Department of Anatomy in the 1930s. You know, it's almost 100 years after Darwin put that, that theory forward and pretty much everyone accepted it. He was probably the last great rejecter of Darwinian evolution. Um, so quite an, a rarity in that sense, where he was someone who was part of the scientific mainstream. Everyone took him very seriously. As I've said, he was a man of, of great skill and knowledge. Uh, but on this thing, he said, no, I do not accept that. Um, he was a Lamarckian. So Lamarck was uh, a naturalist who was around before Darwin, and he had an alternate evolutionary theory where he said, no, 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 it's not about inherited characteristics, which is what natural selection is all about. It's about acquired characteristics. It's a characteristics an individual acquires in their lifetime. That's what they pass on to their offspring. Not right at all, but Wood Jones was a very convincing guy, and he, 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 went, he pushed that. He, he pushed that... His, his entire career. Um, accompanying that is that he had very specifically unorthodox views on human evolution. So anatomists are very, very interested in, uh, in human evolution. Back uh, when Wood Jones was active in the mid-20th century, they didn't have any of the technology we have now. They didn't have any idea what genetics were when they were trying to work out the way that humans evolved from earlier uh, ancestors. The anatomists were at the forefront. They were providing some of the most primary and important evidence for these theories. And back then, uh, the mainstream opinion was, as it is now, that our closest relatives are the great apes, the chimpanzees, the gorillas, the, the orangutans, the gibbons, uh, and that we the human lineage split off from them fairly recently in geological terms. Wood Jones, once again, uh, surprise, surprise, said, no, you're all wrong. Uh, it's not about that at all. We split, you know, the human lineage split off from the primates, the other primates, a long time ago, tens of millions of years ago. And we split off from an obscure little lineage uh, of animals called tarsiers. Does anybody know what a tarsier is? All right, cool. Some knowledgeable people here. Um, I, I'm surprised no one on the anatomy table said yes, but never mind. I, I won't tell anyone. Um, so tarsiers are sort of um, small, little, obscure uh, primates that eat insects and have enormous eyes that live in Southeast Asia. Um, and Wood Jones said that that was where we came from, that, that we had split off from them a long, long time ago and moved towards that, you know, the bipedal, big-brained thing that we have going right now. So, uh, and he sort of implied that that was destined, that that was kind of, that there was a sort of a, a guiding hand, that we, you know, there was, it was inevitable that humans would evolve. And that was a very appealing concept to a lot of people. Uh, it wasn't something that, was, I, that I think is scientifically justified, but that was something that he put forward uh, that we think is wrong, but it's very convincing. When I read his stuff, I read his stuff and I'll be like, I don't believe this is true, but I'm like, hmm, yeah, Tarsiers, all right, cool. He's, the, the, sort of the, charis the, the guy's charisma comes off the page, even, even you know, now, um, almost 100 years after he's written this stuff. So, um, Wood Jones. I don't want to dwell on the, on the stuff that, you know, he wasn't just wrong all the time. He was a very, very uh, skilled anatomist and a very great educator and a great popularizer of science. Um, so this, this anti-authoritarianism, this unorthodoxy, it also spread uh, to a, a sort of a social progressiveness, um, which I think is fantastic. When you do research on people from the 19th and 20th century, as, as I've done a little bit of, 
you get to this sort of fatigue where you're like, you're reading about their life and you're like, okay, this guy sounds pretty good. When are they getting to the part when he's like super racist or he's like a massive misogynist or he's secretly a Nazi? And that has not happened with Wood Jones. He seemed like a cool guy. Um, I mean, yeah, talk about ahead of his time, taking wacky photos of himself with adorable animals. He was this close to inventing memes. But <laughs> it's not just about the, the... In terms of his progressiveness, he was very socially progressive um, at a time when people were not socially progressive uh, in the 1930s. So he was uh, a strong advocate for the better for the improvement of treatment of the Australian Aboriginals. So he came to Australia from another country. He saw the way that, that, we, that our government and, and the people were treating Aboriginals. And he spoke up very uh, publicly uh, in support of them, which is, is pretty cool, and which was not being done by many people at the time. He was a, a conservationist and a supporter of env environmental causes when that wasn't really a thing. Um, he was a, a fan of ecology and zoology. He, he, he had skills in lots of different sciences. And he loved going out to islands specifically and doing uh, ecological fieldwork. Um, and that gave him a real uh, love for the Australian environment. Um, and he, he advocated for its protection. So uh, Kangaroo Island, for example, off the coast of South Australia, he was personally involved in advocating for that to become a, a national park and a protected area, which it remains to this day. So we've got Wood Jones to thank for that. Um, so what else can I say about Wood Jones? I think it's some of the little things. It's these little details uh, that I, I really like about Wood Jones. Um, and one of them, I think... I like, which I'm going to sort of try and wrap up my talk with, is one of the things he did was he, he published a lot of books. So he published a lot of technical work, he published a lot of research, a lot of that dry anatomical stuff, but he also wrote popular books as well. I love that he had this real drive to popularise and to communicate his science uh, and his ideas to people. So he had a lot of books for popular audiences. Um, one in particular is quite charming. He wrote a children's book called Seabirds Simplified, which is a little nice little volume, a charming little volume uh, of poems, sort of Lewis Carroll-esque poems about seabirds and, and how you can identify them with illustrations that he drew himself. Uh, he was a very good illustrator. So um, I just love that about this guy. Just these, each little detail makes me sort of just admire him a little bit more. Anyway, I've been inspired uh, by his, his uh, poetic skills and uh, if you'll indulge me, I've, just to conclude, I've written up a little sort of uh, little verse about Wood Jones uh, that I'd like to finish up with, if I may. Let's all raise a glass to Wood Jones, an anatomist warmly remembered, for a rigorous knowledge of bones and cadavers expertly dismembered. Well known for his rejection of natural selection, he chose his life's direction of gleeful insurrection. Let's all spare a thought for old Freddy, a mischievous contrarian imp, with alternative takes at the ready, and a preference for Tarsia, not Chimp. A reader of humanity, through practice and analogy, knew a dugong from a manatee, a doyen of anatomy. Thank you. <laughs>